1: Hawks go up to Milwaukee and come back with a dub. We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast.
0: Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey's floater.
1: Edub Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another adventure of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Tonight, the Hawks picked up a dub in Milwaukee. We're gonna talk about the game in its entirety. Um The first win for the Hawks in nine times, uh, they had a nine-game losing streak in Milwaukee. Nine-game regular season losing streak. They won that game of the playoff game, but um, before then, it had been nine straight regular season games that they had lost up there, so tonight uh, was a good win. We'll talk about it all. We'll dive into some of the news and notes that I took during the game. As well as kind of dip into the numbers uh, again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host Edub, and uh, we talk Hawks basketball here, man. So if this is the first time coming in or, or listening into the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Why don't you uh, take off your shoes and relax your feet? <laughs> We're just gonna uh, talk about this win tonight, man. A very good win on the road as the Hawks come home and face Boston. On Wednesday, so um, just going into the game, the Milwaukee Bucks were going to be shorthanded. They were going to be without the services of one, Mr. Chris Middleton, uh, one, Mr. Pat Connaughton and one, Mr. Drew Holiday. So to be honest, you can't really sleep on the fact that they were shorthanded, very shorthanded, because those are three guys who do a lot for this team. With that being said, you don't feel sorry for this team. You don't feel sorry for them at all. They're still 10-3. and 3. They're still one of the better teams in this league. And listen, when the Hawks are shorthanded, no one's going to feel sorry for them. And we're not going to feel sorry for this Bucks team uh, in this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. But they were without uh, two of their dogs tonight, two of their major dogs tonight. And the lift just seemed a little bit too heavy for Giannis, uh, in my opinion. Uh, He finishes with, like, 27 points, 8 boards. Shot 18 free throws, but we all know that's part of Giannis's game. He can get to the line and... uh, he is he's a special talent. He's a special talent. You know, you always gotta give 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 your opponents their props. But nevertheless, it was a good win for the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks were at full strength tonight. Uh, of course, without the services of Bogey. Um Yeah. Uh, and so they went with the, a starting the lineup of Trey, DeJounte, uh, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Um I thought that uh, well. Initially to start the game, I think the line of the game was four. I think the, the the Milwaukee Bucks were favored by four points tonight. So, if you put your money on Atlanta, you uh you got a little change tonight. You know what I'm saying? You got a little change. Any any, any of y'all put any money on uh <laughs> on the Bucks tonight or on the Hawks? Uh yeah, the, the line. I'm just looking at my notes. The line was Milwaukee a minus four, so they were four point favorites going into tonight. And they ended up getting throttled. (laughs) Anyway, so um, let's go ahead and jump into these notes, man. Let's jump into these notes. I mentioned uh, the injury report already. Um, Hawks without bogey. uh, Drew Holiday, Connaughton, Middleton, all those guys are out. This is the third matchup this season. I don't know who set this up and, and... in the, uh, the, the schedule. But you know. It seems like the Hawks have been playing the Bucks an awful lot. <laughs> I got to check the schedule. See if they're going to play the Bucks in December too. But uh, nevertheless. This was the third matchup. And um, yeah. So going into this game. Going into this game. I, I jotted down three things. That I was going to be looking for. When this game started. Just on the outside. Before the tip. And the first thing was john collins within the offense question mark um that was the first thing i was looking for number two was will the hawks establish defense will they establish their defense after the game in philadelphia um nate mcmillan was just saying that the hawks never established their defense he says that a lot he says that a lot and Um, I don't think it's coach speak. I think it's, look, you have to establish your defense. Like, you have to stand up and show some defensive acumen if you want to win in this league. And I thought the Hawks did a good job. Um, I thought they did a decent job of of playing aggressive on both sides of the ball. Like, to me, and I can't go through all 14 games or whatever, however many games they've played right now in my mind. But this might be the most complete game that the Hawks have played. I'm talking about four quarters on both sides of the ball. Like, there may be honorable mention somewhere of another game. But uh, in recent games, this might be the most complete game this Hawks team has played. Um, third thing I was looking for was, was their three-point shooting. So, we'll kind of delve into those three things as I go through these notes. And... Uh, kind of circle back on those. Uh, first things first, man, the first play of the game, uh, Trey and John run a pick and roll and get John an easy bucket. And I love that they did that because um, a lot of the talking heads and talking heads, I mean media and people, uh, even fans, are, are are talking. They're talking. You know what I'm saying? They're talking and they're talking about John Collins. Where does he fit in this offense? You know, you paid him a boatload of money. And after last game where you had like six points or whatever, and he wasn't really a factor. A lot of the questions were, What are we doing here? What are we doing here? You know, where does he fit in this offense? You know? Um, so I thought that them showing intentionality of Incorporating him into the offense was big. On the first play of the game, boom, pick and roll, get him the ball. I don't know why they don't do that more. That's the problem. See that that is the frustrating part about that is the frustrating part about him not being in the offense. Because when you go to him, he is efficient and he can score and he can do so many things. He can pick and pop. He can he can do so many things well. It just boggles my mind of how like they just they don't do it. They don't do it. I don't want to understand it. Like, I don't know if it's a if a coaching thing. I don't know if it's a if, if it's a point guard thing. I don't know if it's a John Collins thing. I really don't know where to point the blame. And I think everybody has a bit of culpability in this, to be honest with you. I think John has to own some of this. I think Trey has to own some of this. I think DeJounte and and Coach, I think everybody has to own some of this because John is too good of a player to not get him the ball. Um, Looking at the final stat sheet, the thing that I really liked, I like that John put up 15 shots tonight. I love the shot attempts from the starters. I love it. Um, DeAndre and John both put up 15 shots. Clint with 11. DeJounte 14. Trey with 19. Like, that is balance. That is balance right there. Um, As far as the Hawks starters are concerned, all five of them were in double figures. Like, it was just a completely balanced ball game uh, as far as contributions were concerned. And um, if you're a Hawks fan, you just had to like what you see. I mean, had you. You had to like what you saw, <laughs> the pass it unless you're unless you're watching the game right now, like on a playback or something. But um, I mean, it was early on that all five starters touched the ball. I mean, I think the first T.O. Hawks was up like eleven five, and all starters had scored. All the starters had scored, and um, they were just off to a good start, man. They were just off to a good start. That first quarter, I thought the energy was good. I thought the energy was good on both sides of the ball. Um, I thought probably the difference in this game was DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter had nine points in that first quarter, 4-4. And I thought he was aggressive. Even Even on the plays where he didn't shoot the ball, I thought he was aggressive. I thought he put a lot of pressure on the hoop and a pressure on the defense. And when he's playing with that aggression... This is a totally different ball club. Like, they're totally different. He takes the weight from Trey. He takes the weight from DeJounte. And he allows those guys to play a little bit more freely. And aggressive DeAndre is something that the Hawks are going to desperately need if they want to contend. If they want to contend. So, um, I thought they got off to a good start. 29 to 24. It's always a good sign when, you know, after the first quarter you're leading. (laughs) But uh, that's what it did. The second half, I mean, second quarter, it was more of the same. Not necessarily more of DeAndre, but Trey got going a little bit in that second quarter. And the Hawks as a team, uh, they really, really started to pull away in this second quarter. Uh, 34 to 26 in the second quarter. And Trey had 10 in the quarter. And I mean, it was just. They shot the ball well. They shot the ball from three, um, even though they only took three three pointers. But, I mean, they made two of them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's a good percentage. <laughs> so, in the second quarter, you know what I'm saying? They're 66%. So, you can't really be mad at that, you know. I thought that they established their defense a little bit in that second quarter. And so, look, you're going in halftime up 13, and you're playing with house money. Third quarter goes down, and I thought that you still had a lot of aggressive DeAndre. Like, to me, like, that was kind of the story of the game. Um, I thought Clint played a very good game as well. Um, maybe doesn't get the credit or the, you know, the eyes as a DeAndre Hunter because of the offense. But I thought he did well defensively. I thought he grabbed all the boards. I thought he played DeAndre as well. Um, a very good game from Clint as well. But third quarter was just kind of more of the same. I thought that the the Bucks had a little pushback. You know, it's a prideful team. It's a prideful team. It's a very good coach team. So um, even with guys like Holiday and Middleton out, uh, they still they still flexed up a little bit. But it just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And to me, the most important part of the game is always to me the first quarter, the fourth quarter. Um, <clears throat> How you start the fourth quarter is big. I thought that um, DeJounte going out there with that second unit, they're up 14 to start the fourth, which is good. Like, you know, listen, it's the fourth quarter. You're going up with a 14-point lead. You got all-star point guard, and you got a bench that's been playing really well. So um, Nate puts DJ, one of the Holiday Brothers, AJ, Jalen, and Akongu out there to start the fourth. And one thing that I noticed that a lot of times you see Justin Holiday but this time you saw AJ right the rook is, is forcing <laughs> Nate to like put him in there and play them minutes because he's been playing so well um I think on some nights you're gonna see I think on some nights you're gonna see Justin and some nights you're gonna see AJ I don't think that Nate is sold on just like okay well this is gonna be what it is I think he's gonna kind of go with his gut. Next game against Boston, you may see Justin Holiday get those minutes and A.J. Griffin sit. And I, to be honest, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that A.J. Is, is the guy that you want to develop. But I don't think by no means either one of those guys has a stranglehold on that, that specific wing position. So if, if Justin doesn't have it going, throw A.J. in there. If A.J. doesn't have it going, throw Justin in there. So I, I think that's kind of what Nate is doing, and I'm okay with that. I, I was good with with seeing AJ out, out there, and I thought that Jalen and the Congo, I thought the second unit was really big in the fourth quarter because you didn't give up anything. You didn't give up anything. If you've listened to the pod before, and you've heard me talk numerous times about this second unit, and just last year or the year before, uh, that second unit when Trey was out there, It would just give up the booty. And now it's almost a strength, right? Like, now your bench is almost a strength when you have DeJounte out there running with those four guys, those four young guys. And it's fun to watch. Like, it's fun to watch. I wrote down, uh, I think it was about the six, about the seven or eight minute mark in the fourth quarter. Um, DeJounte Murray gets a steal. And he flips it to uh, Jalen Johnson on the breakaway. Jalen just two-hand jams it. And <laughs> when he jumps up there, I took a picture of that's on our Twitter. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Hawksbeat. Uh, he jumps up in the air, and you see DeAndre Hunter, who's about to check in. He jumps up in the air. And so at one moment, It's like you got Jalen in the air dunking the ball. You got DeJounte jumping up, like, right beside him. And you got (laughs) DeAndre Hunter in the back of the pitcher, like, about to check into the game. He's jumping into the game. He's, like, jumping up there. But, uh, yeah, that dunk put the Hawks up 17. And then it was pretty much academic because um, Giannis was doing a lot of work in that fourth quarter. A lot of work just trying to get them back into it. And I wrote on my notes, I was like, yo, Giannis is just spending too much energy. He's not going to have enough gas to even close this thing out if he can get him back into it. Because the starters weren't even in the game yet. Trey was still resting. John was still resting. And DeAndre was still resting. He hadn't even put those guys back in yet. So um, Trey comes in at about the 630 mark in the fourth quarter. And Trey didn't really even have to do that much. You know, it was, you know, um, I don't even think he scored in the fourth quarter. But Hawks did enough to, uh, you know, to fight him off. And before you know it, Bud waved the butt with the white flag. And it was academic. It was academic. But I thought that uh, it was a very complete win. That's the word I'm looking for. I thought it was a very complete win for the Hawks. Um, Once again, breaking a nine-game losing streak in Milwaukee. First win since 2016. So um, I'm sure that plane ride back to Atlanta is going to be fun. (laughs) Sure is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Let's take a quick break right quick and let me get my commercials in here. On the other side, we'll talk about player of the game. We'll talk about takeaways. We'll talk about uh, what the rest of the week looks like for the Atlanta Hawks. All right, folks, we are back, Hawks Beat Podcast, talking about a Hawks win over the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, let's do some fan feedback real quick, man, some fan feedback. Um, talked about uh, tonight's game, asked your thoughts on the game, uh, MVP, all that jazz. Y'all know how we get down on the Hawks beat. Um, let's see, my guy DJ Yogi said, Hawks need to copy this style of play and paste it to every game from here on out. <laughs> he said Click Capella was his player of the game. Appreciate that, Yogi. Uh my guy Jackson, what up Jackson? He said got to go Capella 19 and 10, 911 from the field. Awesome defense on Giannis. Uh yeah, definitely man, definitely uh Capella should get some love tonight. Uh um, my guy DeWan said it's hard to say because everyone contributed, contributed. He said I would say Nate. Okay. Shout out to Nate. And last one I'm going to read is from the Thrashenator on Twitter. said, hard to say, but Clint managed to keep his fouls down while defending Giannis, so I'd give it to him. Dre is runner-up. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with both of those. I think that both Trey and uh, – I mean, not Trey. Both um, Clint and DeAndre had very good games for them tonight. But uh, the game in its totality, I thought, was a very good a team win, a complete game Four quarters of complete basketball on both sides of the ball for the Hawks. Again, aggressive DeAndre Hunter is is he, he brings a different dimension to this team. So that was fun to watch as well. All right, so as far as the week that is upcoming for the Hawks, so on Wednesday, they are back home, and they take on the Boston Celtics. Um, I think the Boston Celtics play tonight. Let me see. Wait, is that a Wednesday night game? Yeah, Wednesday night game. So um, Wednesday night game, they take on the Boston Celtics, State Farm Arena, and then Saturday, they welcome in the Toronto Raptors. So they have about one or two days off. Uh, not as packed as it was last week, so hopefully they can um, kind of get their legs underneath them and get some of that home cooking and go two and zero against uh, two very good teams, the Raptors and the Boston Celtics. Now, one thing about the Raptors, and well, one thing about the Raptors, they're gonna play you tough regardless of who's out there because they're just a really well-coached team, and that's just how they get down, man. Like that's just how to get down. Boston Celtics. Boston played tonight. They took on the OKC Thunder, and uh, they squeaked by. Man, they get a win, one twenty six to one twenty two. Um, listen, everyone's down on OKC and they're probably one of the one of the the, the uh, probably one of the worst teams in the league. But they put up one twenty two on the Celtics, so it's not easy to win in this league. But um, Celtics get it done, and they are uh, they'll be coming to town on Wednesday. So. Uh, just briefly looking at the standings, and I know we just looked at them the other day, but just briefly running through them. Uh, in the East, you got the Celtics are eleven and three, uh, Milwaukee Bucks are ten and three, and uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Your Atlanta Hawks are nine and five, uh, still holding strong. Uh, Cleveland, Washington, and Toronto all are eight wins, um, respectively, and uh, it's crazy, man. Because look, you got. Philadelphia, like the seven seed is like seven and seven. Indiana, Miami, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Brooklyn Nets. It's crazy, man. Like, it's still a lot of basketball left. Let me say that. It's still a lot of basketball left. But if you're a Hawks fan, you have to be excited about where this team is because they haven't even reached their peak. You still got Bogey Bogdanovich that hasn't even played yet. And you're doing this well. So, if they hit their stride like around the all-star break and, and bogey's back and he's grooving and, and moving and stuff and um this could shape out to be a very good year but we're not going to put the carp for the horse um but if you're a hawks fan you have to be pleased with this start um i want to remind you guys to check out the pod from this weekend we did two pods on uh game day that saturday we did a pod on What is this Hawks team 12 games in? I think that pod is still relevant. So go back to our page and uh, our podcast page and check that out. So that's about it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for checking out the Hawks Beat Podcast. As always, subscribe to the pod, um, rate, review, and uh, retweet all the links. And uh, follow us on all of our social media. uh, All of our social media. uh, What do they call those? Platforms. (laughs) Let's get it. God is good all time, and all time God is good. So, if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L O B E love. We out. Peace.